Yeah, things can help you achieve yoga, but uh, it's not about the things, it's about the feelings. Hi. Hi, and welcome to That Sounds Legit. He's Seth, and I'm Andy. Uh, hi, Seth. Hi, how are you? Uh, how was your week? Uh, this week has not been great, actually. Today is... Today is the 4th of July! <laughs> Yay! And the week leading up to the 4th has been kind of rough. Actually, the months leading up to the fourth have been kind of rough. <laughs> you know, the last like five months have just been kind of rough. Yeah, a lot of things have been kind of rough now that you mention it. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, like, I've never loved the Fourth of July, so I don't feel like I'm like, oh man, super sad about not wearing my American flag bikini today. Um, Because you own one. Because I definitely (laughs) own American flag clothing. Yeah, I've never really loved the holiday, but today feels weird. All the good, there's so many good memes. I like the one that is... America uh, is the world's Florida. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's not the one I was going to say, but that is good. Which means that Florida is the Florida of America. So it's the epicenter of all the Floridas in the world. The meme that I saw said it was something like the fourth is basically the Met Gala for people who shop at Old Navy in America. Yeah. I mean, I feel like shopping at Old Navy Old Navy for 4th of July is like a little 2002, but depends. Does it? <laughs> I mean, if people aren't shopping at Old Navy, why is it still around? No, they definitely still shop there. I just think it's less about, like, cotton t-shirts with Old Navy American flag, and it's more about, like, raunchy primary (laughs) colors and showing skin. Not the classic puffy vest from middle school that was... No, it's hot. We wouldn't wear those. But wasn't there some sort of fad of... Puffy, puffy vests from Old Navy. They weren't puffy. They were fleece zip-ups. Fleece. Yeah. And you would never wear one in July. I'm just talking about Old Navy <laughs> in general. Old Navy still has nice clothing for affordable prices. I just don't think it's a leader in Fourth of July apparel. Then who is? I don't know. Some online trashy store. <laughs> or maybe just a knife. That you can just transform your jeans into good old American shorts. <laughs> you cut off the legs of your pants. <laughs> Did you never wear cut off shorts? Yeah, sorry. I am not redneck and I <laughs> didn't grow up the same way as you. <laughs> well, the way I dressed as a child was horrifying, so I don't even remember what that was. I am curious, like, what other people are doing for the 4th of July. I have obviously scrolled through Instagram, and there are still lots of people who I'm sure safely traveled somewhere um, to be with family, and that's cool, but (laughs) yeah, I don't know. At least for us, it just feels like it's a Wednesday, honestly. Nothing is going on in our neighborhood. 
it's kind of hot. I think it's like 85. No one's out. None of our neighbors are out. I haven't seen a lot. I haven't seen any American flags. No. Um, I haven't seen anyone dress patriotically. Which reminds me, in Santa Fe, where we used to live, they would have the pancakes on the plaza. Oh, yeah. And there was always this strange young man dressed up like a soldier. <laughs> like, from... Like a... I don't know which kind of soldier. Was he pretending to be a British soldier? Or he could have been an American soldier who was fighting off the British. Yeah, he was weird. And I never understood who wanted to eat pancakes in, like... 87 degree weather, but America, it's the day of pancakes. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, anyway, we're recording this on the 4th of July. Maybe it's the last 4th of July, could be. Yeah, it's been a weird the week has been weird, and it's been kind of. I still like feel like we're in that this like time war where we don't really know what's going on. I have this. This one thing that helps me kind of like gauge what day it is. And so there's a couple of grocery stores in our neighborhood, but there's one that's closed on Sundays. So when I'm taking the dog on a walk, I can either know if it's Sunday or any other day of the week. <laughs> so that's a kind of like my barometer to the... To the life. To the life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say my week was not very good. Oh, how was your week, Andy? Thanks. <laughs> Seth is not good at repeating questions back to the people who ask them, <laughs> who ask him questions. So a lot of times, like, if we go on a hike, I'll be like, if you could do anything today, what would you do? And then, like, he'll answer. And then, know. like, 35 minutes later, I'll be like, do you want to know what I would do? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Whoa, 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 what did you want to do? Um, yeah, so my week was, uh, um, not great, but at the same time, there's nothing super horrible to report. Uh, it's just one of those things for us in California, the coronavirus. Can you say that? I don't know. (laughs) The thing that we're all in the middle of pandemic-wise, is not feeling like it is under control where we live. And so there's been, like, a lot of mixed emotions going out. So basically, it's not looking great. And instead of just, like, reversing everything, they've just kind of stopped opening things. And then the mayor and the governor are like, please don't do this. But then... The things you could do, some of them are still open, some of them are closed, which then it just feels confusing. And then if you do those things, then you feel shame. And so it just feels (laughs) like a big, weird, a weird thing. And I think for us, the whole time, it's just been like, oh, let's get to the July. And things were looking okay, and now they're just kind of not. And then you think about the 4th of July and all the people who are breaking the rules, and rules are there for a reason. So I am a little Breaking the rules by celebrating? Yeah, by being together inappropriately. (laughs) Inappropriately? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they're having weird parties. But, okay. But that's the thing. So they have said for L.A. County, do not leave your house unless you have to go to work or the market, a.k.a. grocery store. The market? Unless you need to sell some beans at the market. Okay. Don't leave your house unless you are going to work or the grocery store. Okay. But if you walk 10 minutes down our street, there's still a lot of restaurants who are able to do outdoor dining, which is great. They're all spaced out. All those places are packed. Packed. So, like, someone like me, I'm like, well, the governor said, like, we're not supposed to do that. (laughs) But then they also haven't rolled anything back. And so then it's, like, just this really confusing place of, like, what's going to happen? So I'm interested to see what happens next week after the 4th of July weekend. Hopefully everything's just okay and we can continue to open and be normal. But we'll see. And another news, we are still drinking alcohol 
which brings me to my next point of talking about my beer of the week, which is Mickler Brewing, um, Staff Magician. It's actually, it kind of ties into what we're talking about today, in a sense, because it is a Danish um, brewery from Copenhagen. I know they have a brewery in San Diego as well. I think they have one downtown here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Or is it a tasting room? I, I, I don't know, but there's a place here. Yeah, it, it's, it's around. Um, but it's originally from Copenhagen. And this one is, the Staff Magician is a New England-style pale ale. And what does to, that mean, New England style? Are there like oysters in it? <laughs> it's basically a pale ale with clamato. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what New England style okay. means. I'm guessing sweeter? Sweeter. I'm not, I'm not really a connoisseur. <laughs> you should say things you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like your main rule? Yeah. Anyways, it's really good. I don't know a lot about beer. I Can know I that I'd like it? to drink it. I don't like beer. So let's see if I think... Well, I don't like beer. I love the Danes. <laughs> I love Copenhagen. I love the logo. Um, I'm doubtful that I will actually like the taste. Let's see. <laughs> Such a dramatic... Um, it smells better than it tastes, but it's not horrible. Okay. Normally you say beer smells like floor cleaner. No, that that has a fruity smell when you smell it. Maybe that's the New England style. The taste still is kind of... It smells sweeter. Pledgy. That's so I think beer tastes and smells like pledge. Floor cleaner. No, pledge is a wood cleaner that you clean. Which is... No. <laughs> what is the floor? You don't use pledge to clean the floor. You use it to clean, like, actual furniture that you're buffing and polishing. I do remember pledge from my childhood of cleaning. Good. Your mom made you clean something. Just one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm drinking champagne. Yeah, you're always drinking champagne. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? Um, like we mentioned before, we have a little jar that we put some ideas in for podcasts. And we pulled out this one, and the topic is Huga, which is, if you don't, I'm sure, I'm literally sure almost everyone, except for maybe my mom, knows what this is. I bet your mom might know it. It's probably She probably read it in a New York, a New Yorker act article or something true um it's not just it's not just danish but it is from a a word and a concept from the nordic countries i did find it a little funny while we were trying to just make sure we had some notes on this that we are talking about huga on the fourth of july (laughs) and it is hot and we can't have our air conditioner on and we're supposed to be talking about like cozy atmospheres and great times when we had a pretty shitty week and uh feel sad and feeling a very unhooga place at the but hopefully by talking about it we'll be in a more hooga-led place and live all of our hooga-led dreams okay i feel like it's just my role always to just explain what's going on (laughs) yeah to me it's your role to me on average hooga I don't know what it's to okay say. It's okay, it's spelling bee. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not actually Scandinavian. Uh, so there's part of me that's super nervous because it's like, it's not actually part of the culture I grew up in. I've only learned about it and experienced it and tried to incorporate it into my own life. So I would like to clarify, not an ex- expert, but... I do love it. Um, So some of the best definitions that I think work for me when talking about Huga is that it is the art of creating intimacy or it is cozy togetherness. It's basically more just about the atmosphere or the experience that you create with yourself or other people, not about the things in that experience 
it's, it's kind of like a feeling and less oh, yeah. about like specific things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things can help you achieve yoga, but uh, it's not about the things, it's about the feelings. I did pull a quote from a book that I have. The book is called The Little Book of Hygge, Danish Secrets to Happy Living. And the quote is, it is about being with the people we love, a feeling of home, a feeling we are safe, that we are shielded from the world and allow ourselves to let our guard down. I like that, allowing to let your guard down. I think that's kind of nice. I like that you say it's kind of nice because to me that definition is like every word I could use but didn't use myself to explain oh. why I like it. Um, and I do feel like I keep bringing up being a six and being anxious and scared and not That's trusting other people. Who you are. Um, but the fact that it's like having a place that feels like home, feeling safe, and then like letting your guard down. So that's something that you can create for yourself, like whether that's like a little nook in your house, a chair, a place on the couch, a place next to the window, or if it's like an atmosphere you create with friends. Um, If I'm being honest, I think you have to be kind of intentional about creating those places. And I think not everyone actually needs places to feel at home safe and that they can let their guard down. But I am definitely someone who does need to feel that. So for me, that quote, that kind of like encapsulation uh, is very much what I think Hugo is. What's that noise? Oh yeah, I guess like we're also filming on the 4th of July, expecting no noise. And then it's like... What are those sounds outside? Yeah. Recording a podcast on the 4th of July is not recommended. Yeah, whatever. Did you hear those gunshots? It's the best we could do. It's the best we could do. Okay. Ask me your question. My questions. Okay, so the word, I always say huga, uh-huh. but I think it's... Hugh. Hugh. Huga. Hugh. Hugh Grant. Hugh-ga. Hugh Grant-ga. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And feel free to correct us on any of this if you know more than we do, especially if you live in that region. Now, my question is, do you think that is just a big marketing ploy? No. You don't think it's just a, a, a stamp put on things to sell items? Oh, um... Mm, that's a complicated question. Uh initially no nowadays probably but i don't even think totally that it originated from a sense of trying to sell things because if i'm being very honest i don't think anything from the nordic countries started that way that's not really how they operate i do think it kind of caught wind and trend um through europe and the uk and the united states and so yes now i think that it is almost like a hashtag like a stamp that you can put on something to try to like sell it i don't think that it's rooted in that at all i don't think it is either but i do know that there's this whole kind of mindset from maybe like one or two articles that I've read online that's like talking about how that word has been weaponized in recent years to like an effort to sell like candles and socks and blankets and that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't think that that, but we, so we actually, we actually do really like the phrase Hugo and about what it means. And we have a good amount of, friends in the Scandinavian region, which is why we've gone and visited a couple times to Norway and to Denmark and Sweden. And everything that it means and represents, we actually feel and know and have enjoyed. But I, I remember even before some of those guys moved back, the word Hugo like mm-hmm. like was like a Trending. new... Well, and also like it was actually 
a new word, a new official word in the English dictionary. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's kind of been ingrained in our culture, but I think that like you said, capitalism and big business then kind of like uses things to then sort of try to sell and manipulate to in order to like you know use it all for people to buy stuff yeah i really that actually makes me feel pretty angry because i just disagree um which i wasn't sure if i would go through these things but now i feel like i want to just because i think it shows that my my second question which Mm -hmm. i think you're about to answer is are there rules to who no there's not rules because people are their own people um so obviously what makes me feel super cozy and comfortable like might be different for you or might be different for the person across the street but i do really like this book the little book of huga and they do list out the huga manifesto and so they list 10 things that are very generic which could be obviously uh, personalized per person yeah and the first one is atmosphere the second one is presence the third one is pleasure fourth is equality fifth gratitude sixth harmony seventh comfort eight truce nine togetherness and ten shelter and so i think one so when you think about the atmosphere that's one of the most important things um candles do come in to play there um also just lighting in general so seth and i have talked about this a lot like and I guess living in LA, like if you go on a walk outside, you can see into other people's apartments or homes and I'm not going to know the name, but you can definitely tell when a house is lit with the right lighting, which it's, is it's called like what? It's t- like tungsten. Yes. And then you can tell when it's lit with the wrong kind of lighting, which is... Well, usually... Bright. Like daylight, LED yeah. kind, of, kind of lights. And... It affects the way you feel. It affects the way you feel. And a lot of people might not know that, but you want like softer, warmer lighting in your home and not always like direct lighting. Like you want like secondary lighting to be lighting a room once the sun goes down. So this number one atmosphere is about that. It's about having quality, good lighting in your home, which could be candles. It could just be you caring about that feeling that you're creating and having lamps, etc., producing the right color and style of light that you prefer. Um, which, if okay, to me that that can't be market. Like you can market candles, but it's not right. about that. It's about the feeling you get by that kind of light so the second thing is presence and so what they know for that is like be here now and like turn off your phone so one like let's get an atmosphere that feels very comfortable and cozy and light and not harsh and then also like don't be distracted by your device so i'm like okay yeah for sure i need that 100 percent yeah Um, three is pleasure and what they kind of put under this is like um, like treats like a nice drink so coffee or your favorite alcoholic beverage chocolate candies cookies cakes it's anything that feels like a little bit of a treasure in the moment Um, so if you have one the atmosphere and the lighting to the disconnecting from your device and a presence and then you add in like this pleasure whatever that is maybe it's um taco bell <laughs> it could be. could be it could be it could be a cheesy gordita crunch from taco bell it could be that it could be a lemon tea it could be orange juice it could be a glass of milk you do you <laughs> <laughs> um the second one or no not second fourth is equality so that for them is we over me so share the tasks and the airtime and when i read that it reminded me of like one of the most hookah lid moments that i think you and i experience is like when we make dinner together and we mm. put on music and Jazz. then we 
um, have our own tasks, but we're kind of like in the space together. We're not on our phones and like we're in the process of making food that we want to eat. Um, but I personally just really like the idea of like we over me concept. Yeah. I, I like that concept. I think that makes sense. Um, the fifth one, gratitude, is take it in. This might be as good as it gets. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could think about that in a negative way, but I think ultimately you're only guaranteed the present moment. So yeah. um, I do think as Americans, we can look at that like, well, that's dark. But I think really it just means I'm so happy to be here right now with this coffee and this person because at least I'm having this and nothing yeah. else is yeah. guaranteed to me. You're very in the moment. Yeah. Six is harmony. Um, so the side note to that is... You have to sing. No. It's not a competition. We're, we already like you. It's there not is American no Idol. need to brag about your achievements. Yes. So the thing I really like about that one is I think about a lot of the times that I've been in the presence of like me and Seth and another couple or friends or a bigger group of people. And when you feel like you don't have to, uh, I guess, brag, like... You don't have to show up in a way that's like validating why you're there yeah. or validating why people care about you. Validating who you are, what you're doing, what you did yesterday, what you're going to do next week. It's that sense of like, hey, we really like you. Like, you don't have to like do that whole like, what are you up to thing. Which is the opposite of what it's like in LA. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think for us, this harmony piece, like that doesn't happen often where we live now, but it does. And it does make me appreciate those moments with those people a little bit more. Um, totally. Because it does, it does make you feel like you already like me. Like I don't have to be like on for you sure. and like pitching you or like having my 11 second is it an 11 second elevator like i don't know it's i don't three have to minute, try three minute elevator pitch <laughs> 11 but you have uh everybody has 15 minutes of fame at some point in their mm. life yeah okay next one comfort get comfy take a break it's all about relaxation buy some candles and socks no and, <laughs> no and blankets but you're saying buy that. Those are things people have. Like, you don't have to buy anything to accomplish this. Which is why marketing is weaponizing the phrase. They're, yeah. they're taking advantage of it to be like, oh, you need this. Putting that word on it and saying, this will give you that. Yeah, and I just disagree. And there's, like, something in the book which would take me forever to find. But it's it, even old things, it's like... Even for us, like we have a quilt that one of my family friends made us for our wedding and it's made with antique fabric. Like I would pick that mm -hmm. to be cozy over like the coolest new thing from Target because that's where we shop. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's not about that. It's about like, and I know specifically people make lots of wool socks in the Nordic countries, because it's cold. not so much here. But when I think <laughs> about like, even I think this happened even in the last week. Like when I've had a really bad day, number one, I take a shower. Number two, I put on my comfiest clothes. Yeah, that includes big Wool socks, comfy socks, even if it's hot, and even if it's July. You put on a big wool Irish sweater. <laughs> no, I don't do that. But it is like get as comfy as what comfy is for you um and it's not about it being trendy or like on brand with what's cool right now it's just like what comfort is for you my opinion um number eight is truth so it says no drama let's discuss politics another day and i think i like that because it's like when you're having a moment of like safety and like feeling at home with other people like you don't you don't need to debate and be right or wrong it's not about like well what do you think and I want to like counteract that like there's a time and place for all of those things 
But I think the sense of like comfort and safety is knowing that you don't even need to uh, go there. Like it's not about mm. that. That's that's going to be a different situation and setting that you can have those types of conversations. It's, that it's, it's kind of like a, a safe place in general. So you're not even you're not even you're not arguing. Yeah. You just kind of. Being and, present in the moment. And I guess I say that also, like, I know the world is a... Shit show. Shit show right now. It's, it's not avoiding. It's just knowing that you do have certain people, whether it's yourself, your partner, or another friend, or another couple. So, like, small group of people where you don't have to go there, and you don't have to have your guard up, and you don't have to be pushing for answers or bringing up questions with them. It's just a place to feel comfort, have a nice drink, and feel safe. I, I think that's perfect. There's a few websites where I've like read different things from, and one of them said that it's equal to a safe haven. Mm-hmm. So I think all the things that we are describing kind of means that you're in a safe place. You're mm-hmm. in a safe space, even. And, and and really more than that, it's like hominess and just being mm-hmm. safe at home and not necessarily with others, mm-hmm. maybe with others, but really about your your space. Mm-hmm. So there's just two more from from this book, which I do appreciate and think is valid that I'll bring up for my points. Um, the ninth one is togetherness. So the sub category is like build relationships and narratives do you remember this time when we x y and z and i think it's really important to do that like it's a really special moment and i think even now like we all we all and from we all i mean the people who are close to me and in my world and circle Um, there's a lot of work that we all need to do and are trying to do and on top of that the world's not even functioning right now (laughs) like uh, yeah Um, so I think we need these moments of togetherness with partners or close friends um, where we can just laugh about like remember that one time we did X, Y, and Z and I know that saying that right now can be like, oh, that's that's not important. I, I'm saying like almost in a self-care way, like we also still need to have them if we're going to make sure this is like a lifelong journey um, of change. We need to not be afraid to still have those moments with the appropriate people. Hmm. Maybe looking at it less of something that's trendy and something that is just enfolded into your daily life and your practice. Yeah, it's funny. I don't consider anything that's huga to be trendy. When I read through these 10 things, it validated my experience with close friends so much more, where even on top of everything that's going on, I'm like, oh, I needed that so much because it ticked off so many of these boxes, which for me, which again, I'm not everybody, but like it's, it's, it's a sense of safety and feeling at home and recharging and feeling comfort. Yeah. Um, and I need that to then like keep going so in other areas. I think that makes sense. And so if if you have that mindset of it being marketing or trendy, mm-hmm. that means you don't even have a clear concept of what it is. I would say, yeah. Okay. Yep. I like that. I have one more. Okay. Okay. Ten, shelter. This is your tribe. This is a place of peace and security, which I think is like the biggest one. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think it's hard. Like, uh, I'm an introvert. I think you're not. I'm like on, on I'm the like cusp. cusp, I think. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing for me because I don't often feel comfortable in lots of situations. So I think even today, I've realized how much I can take away 
So I'm anxious all the time, literally. All the time. Going to the grocery store, I'm anxious. Going to my best friend's house, I'm anxious. Going to my family's house, I'm anxious. Going on an airplane, I'm anxious. I'm anxious all the time. But this was a reminder of like, my anxiety is already there. And I can still take away like this positive, like recharge of comfort and feeling safe with other people. Um, and it's needed and I do experience that. I don't experience it in all of my interactions, but I do experience it and I'm lucky to do so. So that was my two cents, my soapbox on Hugo. What do you have? Thanks for sharing your soapbox with me in the world. The you, world, you and like nine people. You and all you nine of our all listeners. So welcome. Who half of them are in Scandinavia at the moment. Oh, sad. Andy, Happy last Fourth of July, everyone. <laughs> Andy's really missing travel and being in places other than here. But aren't aren't we all? I just like to say, aren't we all? Aren't we all? The so the, I was going to ask if there were rules to Huga, which the things I read. It was a very abbreviated kind of what you said. Mm-hmm. It's like it has to be with somebody you know well. Mm-hmm. Homemade is a big essential part of it. Mm-hmm. And in order to kill it, you just have to break it. Like, how do you kill Huga? Like, what oh. what would like be a buzz kill for? Like an American flag bikini <laughs> <laughs> and a Budweiser done, oh. and some like bright daylight lighting. It's over done you're done yeah like a a shed that houses four trucks and a boat done but what if that's where you feel like the most homey nah (laughs) you can't you can't actually feel homey it's a fake sense of homey Uh, everyone's gonna hate me okay a few people but maybe one of the listeners uh but it it said to just brag about your achievements no that that's what would kill. Oh yeah, yeah. Hugo, yes, yes. Which you kind of already talked about. Yes. Which is very, like I said, on LA. But don't you feel like when you think about back on some of our best moments with friends, there's no discussion of like what you're doing on the day to day or like what your latest accomplishment is. It's more of like this like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. it's just like a different level of communication. Like you don't even have to go there. They don't need to know that information. Yeah. Totally. Here's my last question. Is is Huga supernatural? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about this. To me it's just like an abstract thought. So I think that say. that might be a question I have every time. Is yeah. this supernatural? <laughs> yeah. Do you think? What's your What's your gut say? What, what's your intuition? Say? Oh, you're just asking me point blank if I think it's supernatural. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, definitely that's not. What I'm asking. No. Okay, I think that's fair. Well, a few tidbits of information that I have that I'd like to speak about <laughs> is uh-huh. that. Where is this information from? It's from the uneducated part of the internet that I read. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Huga is actually originally Norwegian. Yeah. And adopted by the Danes. Yep. And then it kind of became a major Scandinavian export. That's well, that's a word they're using to. So did you hear T-O. in <laughs> in Norway was it a different word? Because my little book says that Norwegians traditionally had another word. Oh yes. And it started with I feel like, I feel like our friends told us that as well. I want to find... Keep talking and I'll see if I can find it. I'll just ramble while you do some further research. So it's originally from Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> it's from Norwegian. <laughs> the country of Norwegian. Uh, but... So, yeah. Huga in general is the biggest Scandinavian export... But do, no. you, do you know what do you know what it was before that? According oil. to oil, 
Yeah, I fish. Mean, <laughs> those all sounds like actually educated answers. Whoa. My uh, uneducated answer from the one thing I read was uh, this is gonna make me mad. Nordic Noir. Fuck off. <laughs> That's not my thing. Yeah, or, it's not or real. Also known not, as this isn't real. Also known as Scandinavian Noir, which no. is a genre of crime fiction usually written from a police point of view and set in Scandinavia or one of the Nordic countries. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, how many of those have you watched? Yeah, but that's not like old. They didn't come before Huga. No, but as an export, as something the world as a whole is absorbing. Mm, no. Well, anyways, that's... that's mm, a, <laughs> just, I don't agree. That, it's just a mild point. Can I... I'm going to say it so wrong. <laughs> just give so it, give it my book, my book, which might be wrong, says that uh, so there's a word that comes from the Netherlands. Not even going to try to say. There's a word that comes from Norway. There's a word that comes from Canada and Germany. So it's it's all over these places of the world. Norway's word is... Oh, man. There's literally so much pressure because we know people from Norway. <laughs> and I don't want to do it wrong. Just do it. Kozalig? Kozalig. 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 K-O-S-E-L-I-G. Carl Morgan. Carl Morgan. Okay. I think it just is like coziness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for Norwegians, it's like a feeling of warmth, intimacy, and getting together. And the perfect Kozalig evening would consist of good friends and food around a table warm colors around you and a fireplace perhaps with some well lighted candles it sounds very hooky to me i'm just really upset i think okay i think our world has to turn everything into the view of making a book making a money Yeah, yeah like i don't I don't think that those countries are like, oh, this is like, let's just make bank on our crime novels and and, <laughs> and our abstract word, Huga. Well, also, the winters in that part of the country are pretty harsh. And there's not a lot of sun. So it, it it's one of those weird things where in the summer, there's like, 23 hours of sunlight Mm -hmm. and in the winter the sun rises at like 11 in the morning and it sets at 3 it sets at 3 p.m so you have a short window of time we were there so we actually visited there all of there we we, (laughs) we went everywhere there in case you're wondering we've been there (laughs) we've been to denmark and norway norway in the winter and sweden but not in the winter time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So literally the sun is up by 11 and it sets by 3. It is very confusing. It's uber confusing for jet lag and if you drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it very hard to have a full day of activity. Uh it's very strange. So I think a part of why this is even a thing is because that is such a struggle to get through those months. Like you have to make the best of it and you make the best out of it out of it by doing X, Y, and Z. And that's why I think this is a very real thing. Yes. If you're selling Huga to Palm Springs, like (laughs) fuck you like then it's probably going to be fake and not real Uh, but it is an actual real thing and we try to accomplish it in our own home it's true but i I, that's the thing i'm interested in is the origin marketing no not the marketing of it i'm interested in the origin (laughs) of it where it comes from and why you know why it's a thing thinking about the medieval time mm-hmm. in that part of the country mm-hmm. and how harsh it was and just like kind of having to survive these you know exterior influences and mm-hmm. spending that amount of time inside and making it 
you know, safe and yeah. And then there's a handful of supernatural things that kind of are tied to it. Okay, a I little don't know bit, a little bit this. in mythology. Go for it. <clears throat> Not an expert about this, but you know, so medieval Christmas is filled with like harsh winters. You know, escaping indoors and there's feasting and drinking inside, mm-hmm. which kind of sounds a lot like quarantine. except it's not well it's not cold it's not cold it's the opposite of cold Uh, but it's similar escaping you know the outside forces and just like finding what kind of solace you can inside and so in the quote old Norse text there's a firm correlation between the yuletide Mm -hmm. and the supernatural so basically Yuletide, like Christmas. Christmas. Time? So yeah. Well so, it's a pagan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's it's like the hardest, worst, coldest, darkest moments of the year. Mm-hmm. So of course that would spur mm-hmm. on like vibes. Yeah, and so there's a lot of wintry weather hostile forces mm-hmm. and that there might be a mighty winter that could last like up to three years. And if that happened it would lead up to Ragnarok or the apocalypse or no. The Netflix TV show that I love that I love that, that, I recommend that Scandinavians <laughs> don't like because it's but it's funny it's funny it's not it's funny. not funny it's, it's not a good funny. TV show unless I guess you're from there and it's not which proves why I'm not from there interesting fact the so I, I don't know a lot about Game of Thrones but the White Walkers who are like the like wintry um, mm-hmm. monsters. Are based off this like Nordic mythology. Uh, that's interesting. I'm not interested in Game of Thrones. Uh, so there's also a bunch of Yuletide ghosts. Oh, that okay, are from... like Charles Dickens. <laughs> there is a, he had a Yuletide ghost. That's who like the whole like Scrooge thing oh, yeah, is about. Yeah. Uh, we more on the Charles Dickens Yuletide ghosts later. For now, we'll talk about the Icelandic <laughs> sagas. Oh, Iceland. Not not into Iceland. We haven't been. We don't know. We don't know um, anybody. Yeah, but no. we could. We could like it maybe. But so they say that there, there are hauntings that are rife at Christmas time. Rife. <laughs> rife. Rife. This is rife. I'm reading straight <laughs> okay. quote from the article. Okay. I don't know. Rife. What, I don't know. What, I'm going to look up rife real quick. But can I like? Yeah, I want to say. Can I say something? Yeah, go for it. Like. If at the end of September it starts getting dark at three o'clock and you have a lot of people who are like doing hard labor or like working outside and like have like smaller hard lives, by the time you get to December, you might be crazy. Yeah. And so your likelihood of yuletide ghosts would just be real high because you spent like three and a half months in depression and like doing hard work and feeling lost and it's dark and you're having a lot of alcohol and then how is this not quarantine it is that sounds like quarantine it is but that's the thing like i i wanted to almost end on but i can say now like even i was like I hate that I hate having to talk about Huga on the 4th of July <laughs> when it's hot and I, I'm mad and like I had a bad week and I don't have anything to say but at the same time I'm like I need this mm. I need this in my life to mm-hmm. help me feel better yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay so in Iceland hauntings are particularly rife at Christmas Mm -hmm. um, with ghosts of the deceased returning to wreak havoc in their former households Mm -hmm. also there's a story of a Christmas Eve battle with an evil creature I'm not going to go in depth into any of these because I don't know what I'm talking about okay there's also here's one that I really like. Uh-huh. There's a there's a whole story of a supernatural seal what in iceland <laughs> so he he pops up from the chimney and a it, seal and uh, 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 somebody in the household has to attempt to club the seal no mm, no but you're close so there's a ghost seal popping up from the chimney you have to club it 
And Meaning kill it with a heavy object <laughs> on its, its head. With a small no. bat that you buy at a gas station nope. in Texas. Um, and so, but if every attempt that you miss like only makes him rise further until he's whacked with a sledgehammer. We should look into this more. What? I don't, I don't really know much more about this. So ultimately, he dies. But can you kill a ghost? Can you kill something that's already dead? Um. There's not a real seal in the fireplace, so they're just beating with a small bat. I mean, I don't, I don't know about ghosts, but what? But this has nothing to do with Huga. Like, this is the opposite of what we're talking about. I am very unsure of what this is about. Uh, um, it, it's more about that time of year and being home, home and safe inside and and how harsh that that time is and what are, what are those external okay, forces. Okay, okay, okay. So, yes, I think that Hugo was born out of a part of the world that experienced extreme climates and extreme weather, and it was born out of that, and we are all now interpreting that. And selling it at Target. No, no, we're not. No, no. If Target sold something that had H-Y-G-G-E on it, I'd write a letter. What if Target sold a mini club to be a supernatural seat? <laughs> I'm so against that. I don't understand that, but like, I'm really like not into like hurting animals. But what about hurting some random ghost that's in your house? I think there's a ghost in our house. I think the person who lived here died. That is actually you also something. also think that there's been a few things happen. Yeah, there's been a few things that's happened here that we've questioned that. That's the thing. Like, if I got scared, like, my job's not to just beat the ghost to death <laughs> with something. Like, you don't understand. But, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, well I'm glad we have closure on that. <laughs> Wrapping it back up, like, even Danes. Um, Christmas time, Yuletide is the most popular time of the year to experience ghost Hugo. Uh you can experience it in every season which we can talk about more if Seth thinks that we should um but they love Christmas they love that time of year I just feel like all of this is like in conjunction with being trapped inside and in past decades and years like people just got real drunk <laughs> and crazy <laughs> and life is super hard but and yeah to, and we're there now in the quarantine it's just warm yeah yeah but even so some of the things for like warm weather huga is like going on picnics that i didn't even know that was a thing warm weather huga there's a Hugo for every season. I'm now the fact that you even said that. I'm just gonna open the book. Just give give a few quick pointers from other seasons because I know I will. I, again that's the capitalist marketing standpoint of like yeah, okay it's it's dark it's cold and here are items I could sell you to be cozy. Well, so they even do, they do like a whole year of like once a month activities. But let me find... Okay. Here's a quote from my book. Okay. While summer may not encourage the use of candles in fireplaces, summer can be hookah-lid too. Summer is the smell of new mown grass, suntan skin, sunscreen, and salt water. Ah. And so... Some of the things. So their number one thing is, it says, think of Cider House rules. But it's basically like, go pick fruit. Like, summer is a great time of year where there's lots of fruit or vegetables that are in season. So their number one thing is like, go out and pick fruit or vegetables. Two, throw a barbecue for your friends or family. 
Three, join or build a community garden. Four, picnic at the beach. Five, cargo bike around your city. Hmm. So... I think all that sells what it really is so much more than yes. just like a couple items. Yes. It's not about candles and blankets and socks and a bunny picture on your wall. It's about creating experience in each moment and each season. And that's going to look different for you and yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That's going to look different for someone who lives in Vermont. It's going to look different for everybody, but it's something that is attainable. I, I, I actually love that to know that it is not just a specific season and specific items mm. That it is much deeper and much more of a mindset. Yeah. I mean, and I think for us, again, we mentioned something that is very, very like hookah for us is cooking dinner together and having specifically like jazz on. It's just like very relaxing, um, putting essential oil on, making sure overhead lights are off, we have lamps on. In the winter, we do have candles. We haven't had candles for like the last five months. Because Ikea's been closed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but kind of to end, I thought it would be fun just to say like Hugo is a very abstract concept, but it is something that we are able to use all five of our senses in. Hmm. So I thought it would be fun if I went down the five senses and we both could just like rapid fire be like the first thing that comes to okay, mind. Do it super quick. Okay. So you go and then I'll go after you. But so something that is Hugo that is taste. Taste. Gravy. Cinnamon. Okay. Sound. Oh, uh, music. Yeah, crooners, like jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ella kind Fitzgerald, of... Ella Frank could, Sinatra. Or it could be something newer, but kind of mm. chill for me. Yeah. Okay, smell. Smell or mm. small? Smell. Smell. <laughs> Pine, woods, smell for me. Yeah, inc- like an incense or mm-hmm. a wood burning for sure. Okay, texture. Um, so we do have like two sheepskins in our house. One is kind of put away at the moment, but even the chair I'm sitting on right now, we have a sheepskin over the back of it. And I do feel like it's kind of a generic Scandinavian hygge thing, but like it makes sitting in the chair so much more comfy to me. Um, so it's a kind of like soft extra texture that I love. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the last one is kind of like sight. Like, what is something that you see that invokes Hugo to you? I think for me, it's lighting. Mm-hmm. The way the house looks, mm-hmm. the way it feels, and just the atmosphere of it. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think for me, sometimes I experience the sight of it a little bit more outside of our house. So, uh, I know this is different for everyone, but where we live there are a lot of apartments and when we have been able to travel to other places um you know people live a little bit more in apartment style structures than just houses and suburbs and neighbor neighborhoods but it's that feeling of like being outside and feeling the air and the darkness and seeing the light from other people's homes kind of come out um, that is something that is like so Hugo to yeah. me, um, and it can't always it. happen. Like if I'm being honest, like when we're back home at my parents' house, like and we walk around their neighborhood, I don't experience it yeah. in the same way. Yeah. But being here, I do, and it's I love it. Yeah, we we definitely felt that when we were in Scandinavia, and then in LA, there's certain parts of LA, especially with the hills that remind us so much of that and that actually does feel good to be here and experience that yeah well that's all i have andy do you have anything else yeah (laughs) i think that's all um this week was weird good job for doing it yeah we made it uh we did it it's july it's july please somehow wait hold on 
What's a bad lighting? Well, don't have cool white. Please, please, right now, if you have cool white lighting in your home... We won't come over. Make a to-do list to change it in the next four weeks, and I promise your house will feel different. So I, I will say, it, typically, so tungsten lighting mm-hmm. is incandescent lights, which mm-hmm. is a little bit old school. It does use more energy, but overall, the word tungsten or the temperature of 3,200 degrees Kelvin is the mode, or even below that, so 2,800 degrees. But anything that's cool white, 5,600, daylight, white, just avoid just avoid it. Please it does, avoid it. It doesn't need to be in your house because it's not... It will make you sad. Yeah, it's not a comforting feeling. Um, I hope you all are okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, be, be cozy. Be cozy. Bye. Bye.